Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Hello and thank you for joining us on Herd Roundup. I'm Ben Cower, and today several members of the FM88 sports staff have packages recapping the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'll be discussing various topics with my co-hosts John Bogus and Ben Anderson. First on today's edition of Herd Roundup, the Marshall men's basketball team was defeated by App State a day ago on Thursday, where obviously the Marshall thundering herd, it had to travel to Boone, North Carolina for the matchup. Marshall down a game in its most recent matchup on the road versus Troy, down in Troy, Alabama. Marshall really two games in a row where it had to face off against two of the best teams in the Sun Belt Conference, App State and Troy, heading into that Thursday matchup a game ago for Marshall. Were tied at the top of the Sun Belt Conference, but after last night, obviously Marshall lost. Troy, or excuse me, Ab State, now the best team in the entirety of the Sun Belt Conference, proving to 11 and three. Whereas Marshall falling to seven and six in Sun Belt Conference play, it has been it was rough sledding last night for Marshall, at least late down the stretch. Where Marshall played a fairly even game in the first half, it was only down by two at halftime, 31 to 29, but. Down the stretch in the past, Marshall even had the lead with about 12 minutes to go in the game. There were eight lead changes overall, but Marshall's shooting fell apart down the stretch, and overall it was a weak shooting night for the Thundering Herd, as overall it only shot 32.8% from the field. That's the third lowest shooting percentage in a game this season for the Marshall Thundering Herd, result of an App State defense that was firing on all cylinders last night. App State was not terrific when it came to scoring. Trayvon Spillers for the Mountaineers notched a double-double versus the Marshall defense at 14 points, 14 rebounds. Donovan Gregory, who was the scoring leader for the Mountaineers a game ago, also the or versus Toledo in that double-overtime shootout, also the scoring leader uh, on Thursday night for the Mountaineers, had 19 points leading the team. But Marshall, it struggled from shooting or start, struggled with shooting rather. Uh, Obina and Achille Killen, the one of the best three scorers in the entirety of the Sun Belt Conference, and the leader when it comes to average scoring per game for the Thundering Herd, had just a mere three points on one of 14 shots. That's right, one of 14 for Obina Anachili Killen from the field. That's a season-low performance for Anachili Killen as he was shut down, but alongside the rest of the Thundering Herd, don't point the finger at Obina, as obviously Nate Martin did not get to a double-double shot. Two of seven from the field. Jacob Connor, four of nine. Camden Kirpin, five of 15. And the bench, two and five on Thursday evening. Voiles, who is the scoring leader for the Thundering Herd yet again, second game in a row that Kevon Voiles has led the team in scoring, had 19 points, stepped up, but not enough. Only sank eight of his 17 shots, which again is less than half, so more often he missed than he made. So it was a weak night in the shooting department for the Thundering Herd, and that's really what toppled it. Its bench was not strong enough, and it was not able to outscore the Mountaineers off the bench. As the Mountaineers a game ago versus Toledo, 50-14, to it outscored Toledo. This game versus Marshall, 22-6 to in bench points. Really strong rotation for the Mountaineers, and it was a little confusing. Head coach Dan Dan Antonio, the Marshall Thundering Herd, said, oh, the bench did a great job. I was proud of it. 
22 to 6. It was not effective as it needed to be. Marshall struggled in shooting, and obviously it was just a rough night for the Thundering Herd, and it fell apart in the second half after being down just two points at the half, 31 to 29, a final score of 73 to 58, and that comes after the heels of an eight day rest streak for the Thundering Herd. Eight days off, with some practices thrown in, obviously, but eight days off in between games. The Herd had time to rest, recover before it played. Now the best team in the Sun Belt Conference, and it was a rough one for Marshall, and now it gets to travel to Conway, South Carolina, face off against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers on Saturday. The tip-off for that will be at 2 p.m., but you know, uh, Coastal Carolina has not exactly been the strongest team this year in Sunbelt Conference play. It's uh, It has an interim coach as of now. Its uh, head coach stepped down very early on in the season, so it was kind of thrown into a spiral. Coastal versus Marshall here in the uh, here in Huntington at the Cam Henderson Center. It was a bit of a blowout, much in the favor of the Marshall Thundering Herd. So Marshall will travel to Conway, South Carolina, take on the Chanticleers, and see what Marshall can do on the road and potentially get one. One win on this three-game road streak for the Thundering Herd. But obviously it has been ugly so far. It has dropped two games of two games on this road streak. Uh, the Marshall women's basketball team, however, defeated App State in a doubleheader yesterday in Boone, North Carolina. The first game of its current four-game road stretch. FM 88 Sports' Jonathan Edwards has the recap. On Thursday, February 15th, the Marshall Thundering Herd defeated the Appalachian State Mountaineers in women's basketball by a final score of 87-78. to The victory for Marshall helps the team maintain a two-game lead in the Sun Belt Conference standings, with Marshall boasting a 12-1 record in conference play and 18-6 overall. The game was back and forth for its entirety, with the two squads tied at 59 going into the fourth quarter. App State kept up with Marshall and went point for point with the Sunbelt powerhouse from Huntington until the fourth quarter when the guards came alive offensively. One of those guards is Abby Beeman, who led the way for the Thundering Herd in scoring, racking up 21 points, accompanied by nine rebounds, six assists, one block, and three steals. The second highest scorer for Marshall on Thursday was Meredith Mayer, who dropped 14 points coming off the bench. App State was eventually worn down by Marshall, which uses depth to sink the Mountaineers and sweep the season series. Marshall toted 34 points off the bench compared to just 7 for Appalachian State. Another area of domination for the Thundering Herd was the turnover battle. Appalachian State turned the ball over 26 times, leading to a whopping 29 points off turnovers in favor of Marshall. This stat is vastly superior to the defensive work of the Mountaineers, which only forced 11 Marshall turnovers, of which resulted in 13 points off turnovers. Alexis Black turned in a 24-point, two-rebound, two-assist performance for the Appalachian State Mountaineers, making Black the leading scorer for the team. Marshall only shot 38% from the field for the day, but 40% from three-point range. It was an 18-4 run late in the contest for Marshall to leave Boone, North Carolina with a victory. Appalachian State will aim to rebound from Thursday's loss by playing host to Georgia State this Saturday at 2 p.m. As for Marshall, it continues its late-season road trip by traveling to Norfolk, Virginia to take on the Old Dominion Monarchs. That game also tips off at 2 p.m. this Saturday. Marshall will aim to extend its lead in the Sunbelt Conference standings in that contest. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Marshall defeated its next opponent, Old Dominion, 90-60 to earlier in this season. So, we'll take a break, and when we return, FM88 Sports' Sean Kelly has a recap of Marshall softball in its first weekend of competition, and we'll also discuss Marshall tennis. You're listening to Herd Roundup here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. 
What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library, Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. Hey, Chris, late for swim practice, no? Uh, I decided it wasn't really my thing. But you liked swimming, and with your grades down last semester, at least it could help with college. Oh, some kid, Frank, came by. I knocked on your door, but you didn't answer. Hey, where are your new sneakers? Oh, I forgot them at school. Well, you seem to be forgetting a lot lately. The signs are there. So is our help. For advice on coping with teen drug use, visit the partnership at drugfree.org. Hi, this is former Herd tight end Ryan Yurichek, and you're listening to the worldwide leader in martial athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only program on the air that recaps the week that was in martial athletics. I'm Ben Cower. I'm Ben Anderson. And I'm John Bogus. Uh, the Marshall tennis team, it's been on quite the hot streak lately as it's won its past five matches that it has played as a team. It most recently defeated Furman Sunday in Barbersville because they, when they're doing their indoor portion of the season, they, they compete down in Barbersville. Um, it was able to sweep doubles play, winning all three of its matches. And then in singles play, Johanna Schramm, Dorotija Yaksovich, Sophia Hurion, and Wright Giller all picked up wins, solidifying the team's victory 5-2. to two. Uh, Coach John Mercer, when he was asked about the win, he he uh, mentioned that he was happy with the team's performance because Furman is a favorite to win the Southern Conference. Also, a milestone that John Mercer has recently surpassed was he has 300 career wins as a head coach. Uh, the Herd is currently in Chicago, Illinois, right now, facing Northwestern. It will play two more matches this weekend, uh, two more in Illinois when it faces Illinois State Saturday and Illinois Sunday. And the Marshall softball team season has officially started, playing five games just a weekend to go. And FM88 Sports' Sean Kelly has the recap. This past Saturday, Marshall softball wrapped up its first series of the 2024 season, a five-game stretch at the FAU Paradise Classic that began the previous Thursday. Both the opening game of the season against the number 12 in the nation Arkansas Razorbacks and Game 2 versus the Florida Atlantic Owls started the same way with the Herd getting runs across early. In Game 1, the Thundering Herd stormed back in the top of the third to take an early 3-2 lead, with all three of the team's runs scored in that half inning. Game 2 began similarly, with Marshall jumping out to a 3-0 lead through three innings. Likewise, both games in the Thursday doubleheader ended the same way, with the Razorbacks and Owls taking control by scoring 7 and 10 runs respectively through the 5th and 6th innings. Head coach Morgan Zirkel pointed to the pitching staff's endurance and adjustment as spots to improve upon during this weekend's East Carolina Pirate Clash. Late in the ball game, they had seen us to line up a few times, and as a pitcher, you have to adjust that once you see them a few times. I think we just didn't adjust enough, and our endurance was maybe not quite where it should be. So hopefully as season goes, we up our endurance and we're able to keep that focus late in the game. After an 0-2 start to the FAU Paradise Classic, the Herd bounced back in Game 3 against the Michigan State Spartans. 
Once again, the bats came to life early, with the first and only run of the ball game driven in with a single by senior first baseman Riley Lucas. In the circle, starter Bub Faringa went the distance, allowing just four hits in her first collegiate complete game and complete game shutout. Zirkel traced back Faringa's performance to the work she did to improve during the fall. Bub was super coachable, and that's the number one thing that really helped her. We were tough on her. I'm here like, you can't just hit spots. You gotta have some sort of movement. You gotta have an off speed. But she's throwing the hardest on our staff, and I think that also has to deal with how much she's worked in the weight room. However, in game four, Marshall fell to a Big Ten opponent once again in a 5-2 loss versus versus the Penn State Nittany Lions. Even though a Riley Lucas double and Bella Gerlach single gave the herd an early 2-0 lead, the bats fell silent after the first inning, as the Lions tied the game in the bottom of the inning, with the game's ceiling runs coming just two innings later. Following the 1-3 start, as redshirt junior second baseman Brooklyn Ulrich explained, the team gathered to take account of improvements to make in its final matchup of the weekend creating not only a victory, but a leadership moment for the more experienced members of a team with seven freshmen and five new transfers. Some of the leaders of the team went ahead and brought us together, so I thought that was a good way to show that we want to make adjustments, and the people that have been on this team or have been playing college softball a little bit longer than anybody that's new to it just allowed us to have a better last day. Those discussed adjustments led to a 10-1 to victory and sweep of a Michigan State team playing its second of a two-game doubleheader Saturday afternoon. This time, the Herd exploded for 10 runs across the second and third innings, as the Thundering Herd ended the series scoring 19 of its 22 runs in the first three innings. Coach Zirkel noticed a change in mindset at the plate to eliminate in this upcoming series. I think we came out with a free, aggressive mindset, and we were just attacking pitches pitched at us, where I think late in the game we were pressing a little bit. We knew our pitchers were getting a little tighter. So I think that pressure and just tenseness kind of got to them versus trusting their swing. And as a pitcher adjusts, you adjust too. So hopefully next weekend we'll just adjust a little quicker and keep that aggressive free mindset later in the game. Entering this weekend at 2-3 and three on the season, adjustments is the key word to point to for the team's successes and needs for improvement. Marshall begins the East Carolina Pirate Clash on Friday versus the Fairfield Stags, the first of a five-game road trip in Greenville, North Carolina. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks, Sean. The Marshall softball team began play in the East Carolina Pirate Clash today, defeating Fairfield 7-1 and Longwood 6-3. Marshall Softball will face Longwood and tournament host East Carolina tomorrow and finish play Sunday against Longwood. Well, then also, Marshall Baseball is starting the 2024 season today at the University of Charleston in South Carolina. Score currently in the bottom of the six. Charleston leads 9 to nothing with one out, and Marshall making a pitching change as they have a reliever on the mound right now warming up. And we'll take another break. When we return, FM88 Sports' Ben Anderson has a recap of Marshall track and field, and we'll discuss Marshall swim and dive. You're listening to Herd Roundup right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Influenza is a serious disease. Are you talking to me? If you have asthma, diabetes, or other chronic medical conditions, yes. Are you talking to me? If you're 50 or older, yes. <laughs> 
if your child is between 6 and 23 months, yes. Are you talking to me? If you live or work with those at high risk, yes. Influenza will kill as many as 36,000 people this year. It's that serious. Prevent influenza. Get immunized. A message from the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases. This is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. Hey, this is former martial basketball player Ryan Taylor, and you're listening to the worldwide leader in martial athletic coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only program on the air that recaps the week that was in martial athletics. I'm Ben Cower. I'm John Bogus, And I'm Ed Anderson. Martial swimming diving has completed two of the four days in the Sunbelt Conference Championships. On Wednesday in day one of competition, the Thundering Herd would have a historic day in the pool as it would take two of the first three events being led in the 800 freestyle relay by the team of Molly Warner, Madeline Hart, Audrey Rest, and, and Esther Laban becoming the first conference championship winning relay team in program history. Marshall's other victory in day one came in the team diving event with the trio of Grace Kelschmeyer, Elania Laster, and Larisa Monksgaard successfully defending its title from the 2023 Missouri Valley Conference Championships with a score of 232.90, besting second place Georgia Southern by over two points. Then, yesterday in day two, Esther LeBon won the 500 freestyle with a time of 4 minutes and 53.7 seconds, giving the Thundering Herd its third victory in the conference championships. Other top performances for the Thundering Herd in day two included Grace Kellesmeyer placing second in the 3-meter dive qualifiers, and qualifying herself for the NCAA zones. Marshall would also earn 54 points in the 200 individual medleys, led by second-place finish from Molly Warner, a third-place finish by Paige Baton, and an eighth-place finish from Audrey West. The herd's highest scoring came in the 50 freestyle, as it had four qualifiers in the A-final of the Splash and Dash. Clava Katayama captured the bronze medal, Madeline Hart followed in fourth, with Parker Lynch taking 5th and Mia McBride finishing 8th. The Sunbelt Conference Championships will go through Saturday and all the action will be broadcast on ESPN+. And taking a quick look at what the scoring looks like now in the Sunbelt Conference Championships. Uh, this is not an, an update as of what has happened today in Day 3, but at the conclusion of Day 2, James Madison leads currently with 395 points. Marshall's in 2nd with 288 Georgia Southern in third with 204, and Old Dominion in fourth with 141. And taking a look over at the Herd Swim and Dive Instagram page, they did post that there was a new school.
school record broken today by Grace Kelsheimer. Uh, she is now the new program leader in the one-meter dive. Uh, she had a score of 285.35. And also, just a fun little thing that I also see on the Instagram is that it's also Gabrielle Grace's birthday. So a happy birthday to Marshall Swim and Dive's Gabri- Gabrielle Grace. On February 9th and 10th, Marshall Track and Field competed in the Marshall Invitational, uh, marking the final meet in the indoor regular season. FM88 Sports Ben Anderson has the recap. Marshall Track and Field concluded the indoor regular season over the weekend in its final home meet in the Marshall Invitational. The Thundering Herd will have 13 victories throughout the meet, with day one having three victories, including graduate student Abby Herring, setting a new meet, track, and school record in the women's indoor 5K with a time of 60 minutes and 21.9 seconds. Herring says that breaking the record at home is a moment she will cherish forever. It was super awesome. One of my best friends, Cindy Smith, had the record, so when she came to watch and support, and she was it's amazing and to do it at my last home meet in West Virginia, even just running here at Marshall was really special. Day two of the Marshall Invitation will bring more success for the Thundering Herd as it picked up 10 victories. Director of Track and Field Cross Country Keith Roberts says that the team's performance is the best way to start preparation for the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships. Oh, I mean, they were lights out, you know, going into conference, what you want to see, winning multiple races. So, I mean, just to put races together like that, come out here and get all these PRs going in the conference is definitely a great momentum. Leading the way in day two for the cross-country team was graduate student Ronnie Saunders, running the mile for the first time this season and missing out on the record by less than one second with a time of four minutes and 7.3 seconds after previously breaking the school record in the 3K in the team's previous meet at the Belmont Classic. Cross-country head coach Caleb Bowen says that Saunders is just one of many athletes that bring the challenge of deciding where they will compete in at the Sunbelt Conference Championships. I don't say it's already made up. It does make the mile a little more intriguing. The thing is, we do want him on the DMR leg. We're going to have to talk about it as a coaching staff, what we want, what our goals are, because like we really think we can win the DMR with Ronnie on it. So and I don't want to put Ronnie in a bad position if we do too much with him. Marshall Track and Field will conclude the indoor season on February 9th and 10th in Birmingham, Alabama at the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships as the team aims to win its first team Sunbelt Conference title. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Competition from the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships will begin at 10 a.m. both days and will be broadcast on ESPN+. Since we have you with us, Ben, you want to discuss a little more on that track meet? Oh, yeah, absolutely, John. Well, biggest against is now the second season for Marshall being in the Sunbelt Conference and also the second season for men's track and field. And the biggest thing is, for people that want to keep an ear out for track and field, Keeping an eye out for both men's and women's cross-country teams, especially on the women's side, biggest thing is, is Abby Herring having the dominant performance cross-country season became the first female to qualify for nationals. And has just been breaking records left and, wa- left and right as in the last meet broke the meet school and track record in the women's 5K, has now set or broken 27 school records, and was the Sunbelt Conference Women's Track Athlete of the Week for doing so. So that would be a big piece for Marshall to keep an ear out for and see what she can do. Also, like Tyra Thomas, as she's undefeated in the women's 60-meter hurdles. you got Kylie Mass in the women's 800, as she broke the record earlier this season. Then on the men's side is Ronnie Saunders. Like, has a great season thus far, breaking the record in a 3K earlier this year, nearly breaking the mile record, running it in just a little over four minutes and seven seconds in that last meet. As the biggest thing is, like cross-country coach Caleb Bowen said, that he wants Ronnie to run in the men's distance medley relay, but the problem is also... Where are they going to put him at? Because they weren't really expecting to run 407 right off the gate after running a 3K for most seasons. So it'd be interesting to see what, how Coach Bowen approaches that one. But 
I th- the biggest thing I like is that, well, with the um, location, it's different track. Marshall is a flat track. Sunbelt Conference is, is on a bank track. But the biggest thing is Marshall's already competed on a bank track, and that's why Director Roberts scheduled the back-to-back meets in Louisville to practice on that track. And also they've had strong performances against Power 5 competition. And the competition you're going up against Sunbelt Conference is the same type of competition. So it'll be very interesting to see. I like the women's team even outside the cross country because you got Rebecca Merritt in the throws. that's having the great performances. Tyre Thomas and Michael Lean on the short-distance track. And then, of course, in the long distance side, you got Abby Herring, Kylie Maston. They got the younger runners coming up and developing a lot of potential through cross country season. And thus far, with like Hannah Toth, Hannah Weiler, and Sophia Newsom really is setting the bar. Men's side, you got a young team, second season, but it still has a lot of growth and development to come. So, I think it'd be very interesting to see what they do. So, at the end, so overall, the team is getting hot right at the right time as it's been doing a phenomenal job at the execution these last few meets with multiple personal records being set and multiple school records being broken. It'll be interesting to see what Marshall does next week as it has the chance to bring home its first team indoor conference title since 1997 when the men's team won the Southern Conference Indoor Championship. Now, lastly, a up baseball scoreboard update. Bottom of the six, Marshall now down 12 to nothing against the College of Charleston in South Carolina. Runners on first and third with two outs. And that's all the time we have for today's edition of Herd Roundup, a program that recaps the week that was in Marshall Athletics. Join us again next week at 5.30 p.m. on Friday for another edition of Herd Roundup. For Jonathan Edwards, Sean Kelly, Ben Anderson, John Boggess. I'm Ben Cower. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week at 5.30 for the most complete coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics on 88.1 WMUL. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.